everybody, and welcome to another comic episode of Game My Mom, Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who are the blind men with me tonight? Stefan JD. Andrew Davis. I couldn't think of anything better than blind men for Daredevil. <laughs> yes. I tried. I was like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? Ah, uh, blind men. Okay. <laughs> Vigilantes. <laughs> eh, that's not a... Alright. I, I, well, you know, I got an idea. Uh, Stefan, why don't you introduce what lovely book we're reading, to, we're talking about tonight. Yeah, we're talking about the comic book by Frank Miller, and I think you pronounce his last name, Mazzy Kelly. I think it's um, Mazzy Kelly. Yeah, and they they did a little Daredevil run called Born Again. Okay, which came out in 1986, February to August. Mm-hmm. And this this was like... So Frank Miller originally did his initial run that I believe was before this with Electra and all that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then he he was asked to come back and he's like, yeah, sure. But I'm bringing David Mazzucchelli with me and he's going to do the art. And they're like, fine. I also (laughs) want to bring up that um, before Frank Miller was uh, writing Daredevil, they were about to just like stop the comic like completely. Oh, yeah. He brought it like back it was going downhill, dead. like it wasn't selling at all. Daredevil was pretty much like a D list character at that point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just completely like what changed just Frank Miller. Like, his <laughs> <laughs> writing was good there. enough to what I'm saying. Nothing changed. Daredevil's still a D list character. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't consider him D list. He's now he's B list for me. <laughs> I don't have strong feelings for Daredevil. <laughs> You guys just need to read more Daredevil. That's all that's going on here. <laughs> I I do want to read the Electra stuff, but that's only going to happen one way if you make me. Otherwise, it's not happening. So oh, uh, yeah. make you read Electra Assassin. It's the most it's one of the most insane comics I've ever read. It's an absolute shit show, but in the best way. Oh, yeah. That's another Frank Miller run. Well, it's like a couple of issues. Yeah. It's like kind of when he went insane. So it just... <laughs> Feels like you're just reading a man losing his goddamn mind through the entire comic. (laughs) This is true. But I do want to say that um, that what's really weird about Frank Miller and Daredevil is that in the old issues, you you, obviously they had fan mail and they would print it in the back. You know, somebody would have their name there Um, and then they would answer it. But a lot of them like literally were sending hate mail to Frank Miller like you are ruining Daredevil. You need to be taken off the book. You're ruining it. And I don't know what the hell those people were smoking. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> Frank Miller literally recreated the character. Yeah. And gave him more depth. So, I don't know. I think it's... it's Those people are nuts. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Daredevil. And for those that don't know, you probably have seen Daredevil in something. He's the guy in the red tights with little horns on his head. And DD on his chest. For those that don't know who Daredevil is. Chances are you probably do if you're listening to this podcast, but just in case. <laughs> or if you're a, a fan of Ben Affleck. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? I've never, se- I've never seen that movie either, by the way. Oh, man. It's I plan bad. to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, I do want to state that this these issues were Daredevil 226 to 233 that we're going to be talking about. So there will be spoilers for Daredevil that came out in 86. Mm-hmm. So you've been warned for all those out there. <laughs> but you're not missing Andrew. It. Andrew and I were talking about this earlier, but um, originally Born Again was just goes up to 231. But you need those extra last two issues to kind of tie up the loose ends. So that eventually became part of Born Again. But really, Born Again was up to 231. 
Okay, I I like the last two issues, so they they had to be. That's the in thing. Here. The last two issues were my least favorite part in the entire run. <laughs> mm-hmm. I well, even agree. the. Even the first, I don't agree, but we'll get to that. The first issue opens up with a character that I didn't even, because I haven't read any Daredevil. Like, I didn't understand who the guy dressed up in the gladiator outfit robbing a jewelry store was. Like, that meant nothing to me. And to kind of go into that. Isn't that, is that the same character as Stiltman? No. different. Or might be. I, Melvin Pot is his name. I think he's in the Daredevil. I mean, my only real knowledge of Daredevil was the Netflix show season one and season two. Other than that, I really, I didn't even know who Daredevil was really until I just remember him being in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. You go, oh yeah, that guy. Other than that, I can give a shit who he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but season three of Daredevil on Netflix was uh, basically based off of Born Again, the comic we're talking about today. So they they introduced new characters that are relevant to his backstory and like, what happened to him. Like, I didn't understand or know who the first girl was in the first issue. There's this redhead chick that he's just trying to get a hold of him that I guess was his girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. Because, right, I mean, it meant nothing to me because this is the first Daredevil issue I've ever read. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I was like, who the hell? I mean, I'm like, this isn't Electra. This isn't Karen Page. Who the hell is this girl? <laughs> That's all I know about Daredevil. So I'm reading this issue. And I would just confuse. I'm like, Foggy doesn't have, where's Foggy's long hair? He doesn't look like the guy in the Netflix show. And I mean, that's what I was thinking of. Cause I just didn't know a whole lot. Like I, cause I know this is the point when I, I want to say their whole attorney or their, their practice has ended. Foggy's on his own. Uh, Daredevil's girlfriend or Matt Murdock's girlfriend who doesn't know he's Daredevil's breaking up with him. This redhead chick. And then she ends up dating Foggy, which was just weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't whole- know. The whole thing with that gladiator guy, which I, I did kind of like that. Like, I, I sort of know who he is because I I've seen comic covers but mm-hmm. that he's only trying to like, I guess at some point in the comics, Daredevil had helped him. And now he's a good guy or something. But because they captured his girlfriend, I think it was Kingpin, right? That captured his girlfriend or just idiots. I can't remember. I can't remember. I, I can't remember. remember. I actually didn't reread that issue because it's not exactly it, tied to the born again run it doesn't really have to do anything with born again other than the fact that his girlfriend breaks up with him which helps lead him down a very very dark path mm-hmm. i just also, i do want to say like just the just the scene of that issue where they where they capture the, the guy's girlfriend they're just beating the crap out of her at one point i'm just like oh, 1980s okay <laughs> like they just punch her in the face like we'll kill you later i'm like oh okay yeah this isn't comic code approved i don't think Mm, it probably was well it had to be back then <laughs> it doesn't have it on the thing oh yeah yep, you're right approved by the comic code never mind mm-hmm. but um basically what it what born again really starts off with is the fact that um karen page who was the secretary to foggy and matt she like became a movie star or something she's an adult film star and well, uh yeah, and then she it, like starts doing porn in Mexico and yep. becomes <laughs> addicted to heroin. Yeah, <laughs> like she goes through this whole like I was at the top and now I'm at the bottom and like two like one the only way to get another shot of heroin because she's so desperate is she gives away the fact that Matt Murdock is Daredevil and that guy gives it to another guy who gives it to another guy and it eventually gets to the kingpin who fucking loathes Daredevil <laughs> and wants him dead. So this was like the perfect setup for a story of the villain getting at the good guy without the good guy knowing why all this stuff is happening to him. 
And I'm I'm assuming that Daredevil and Kingpin fight a whole bunch in the earlier issues of this run or this book. Yeah. I I figured that, but I'm like, Kingpin first appearance is in a Spider-Man book, but I know he becomes everyone else's villain. Yeah, I mean, he's Kingpin... basically Daredevil's main villain. Like, mm-hmm. he was originally a Spider-Man villain, but he later just, like, became Daredevil's main. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I occasionally Punisher runs, runs into him, but it's not it's not as relevant, I would say, as Daredevil and Kingpin. Okay. I, okay, I was a little curious about that because when I was reading that, it didn't really make a lot of sense to me because I'm like, okay, I know a little bit, but I don't really know what the hell's going on. But even just like, because I want to say, like we were talking about when Born Again starts off, isn't, I want to say his partnership is already closed. Oh, he doesn't have a job, but he has a nice house at least. He has a job and he oh, has he a still- house, but the Kingpin basically freezes his assets and like starts bribing people and making sure like, oh, they're going to foreclose on your house. Uh, you're gonna, he pays somebody to make it look like Matt paid somebody for like in a law case or something to where like now Matt, it can no longer be a lawyer. He like got cut from the bar. Yeah. So, so now he's, he basically has nothing but like $10 in his pocket. <laughs> Can't pay any of his bills. Just he's having a really bad day. Mm. Like, yeah. But he still has the outfit. Yep. Yeah. For a little while. Outfit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even just like the whole comic just shows like you have foggy and, and the redhead chick, whoever the hell she is, getting together. And and then you have Daredevil, because I know he goes up to the cop that apparently had a clean record until Kingpin got to him. And he's the one that said, oh, I saw I saw Matt Murdock bribe somebody or something of that nature. And mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that doesn't like I didn't understand a whole lot of this because I didn't I don't have any background to Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do know the whole idea that he's trying to figure out who's behind what's going on like he can he can sense something is wrong right someone's out to get him but it, i mean well with all his assets being frozen like he knows something's wrong right and it was what it was is he i guess it was a police officer who said he saw matt pay a witness to perjure himself that's what it was and to answer okay. your question mike she has a really weird name that's probably why you didn't remember it uh matt's ex-girlfriend is gloriana o'breen the reason i didn't remember it because i didn't care <laughs> I, wow. I read this about two weeks ago when we were first going to record this but every time i'd read her stuff i would just think of the highlander mm-hmm. she, they're both they're both in that from that same area of the, of the world that's all i kept coming to my head was i, I just hear highlander some a female right. version of the highlander not duncan mcleod or the clan mcleod okay so <laughs> i looked it up um melvin potter isn't stiltman but he i he did build the stiltman armor as far okay. as i'm as far as i can tell Okay, I know he's in the Daredevil show, too. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. he's the guy that made the um, Daredevil suit. Yep. God, it's been so long since I watched that show. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, I never finished it. I never but... finished it either, honestly. <laughs> I still need to. The third season is the best season, so you kind of yeah, messed yourselves up if you haven't. Yeah, yeah I'm good. He's <laughs> Daredevil, not Spider-Man. All right, so the other thing is, like, you have... Another key part is one you have Foggy, who he's not really friends with, I don't think. Or they're still friends, but they're not really talking very much. He, he's the one that helps him not go to prison for the perjury charge. That's fake, but they don't know that. Because when you pay mm-hmm. off the jurors, or if you make donations to the jurors, hey, they find you're not guilty, even when there's mountains of evidence saying you're guilty. But hey, that's just the world, huh? Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do like the scene where you have, like with Karen Page in Mexico, and all of a sudden people start trying to kill 
Kingpin is sending people to kill everyone who knows about Matt Murdock being Daredevil, so that way nobody can kind of put two and two together. Right. So and only he can have that information himself. Yeah. And it's, it's just, just pretty just cool. Weird. I, mean, I like I, how I like how Kingpin's just always somewhere, just chilling, hanging out, scheming against Matt. Oh my God, <laughs> is he a fat guy? Yeah, and there are way too many drawings of him in needle underwear, big muscles. I just, I'm like, okay, I, I didn't need to see Kingpin half naked, in, but you know. it explains in the comics somewhere that he's not fat; it's just all muscle. Yep, he's all. Yeah, muscle. I know. <laughs> I remember reading that somewhere too. Mm-hmm. I don't. It wasn't somewhere about comics, but yeah, I don't. I don't. I didn't need to see half naked Kingpin either way. <laughs> I just didn't need it. Mm-hmm. But like I, I didn't even know who Karen Page was, other than the fact that I have watched the Daredevil show. Otherwise, I'd be like, "Who the hell is this girl? Why does she know he's Daredevil?" And for those that have watched the show and not don't remember Karen Page, she's the girl from True Blood. <laughs> Someone's gonna get that reference. Did you finish that show? Yes, that <laughs> <I did. laughs> that's a good show. Anyway, <laughs> no, but uh, the thing about Kingpin too is that because he is basically a mob boss, he doesn't want. To do all this to Matt without Matt knowing eventually who it is. And he's kind of pulling Matt's strings because Matt is blaming everyone else. He's like, oh, Foggy out to get me and everyone else is out to get me. And that's why all this is happening to me. But eventually the Kingpin just blows up his apartment with a firebomb. And he (laughs) leaves his Daredevil costume there to show that he knows who he is. And immediately Matt puts two and two together. He's just like, okay, I didn't even think about the mob, but now this kind of explains it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and I I remember seeing all these covers when I used to run around comic shops and look at Daredevil books. I never bought any of these books, because so none of these covers really spoke to me, except for a couple of ones in the end. No, I really like the covers, honestly. Mm-hmm. They're just like, one of them is just his face. Just, just <laughs> Matt Murdock's face, glasses, and just didn't do it. I mean, there were a lot of them that did not do it for me. <laughs> You but see, I'm the exact I really opposite. Like I think they're actually really good covers. I like characters on covers. Like, I love Avengers covers when it has this, all the Avengers on it. But that's just what yeah, I Yeah, no, I'm the exact opposite. I like something weird but interesting. <laughs> yeah, if anyone doesn't know, um, yes. they probably don't know. Andrew Davis is a big fan of Bill Sienkiewicz, and so am I. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know either. I think like you one even... of the weirdest uh, artists that's ever like worked for Marvel, and he's—I just love his stuff. I have one of his paintings hanging on my wall. Mm-hmm. That's cool. <laughs> but he draws extremely weird art. <laughs> okay, like I—I I didn't like it when you have after his house is blown up and you have him living in some like weird little rundown hotel that looks like it's in the 1940s with a radiator in it. <laughs> I mean, whenever I see those radiators, I think of my grandparents' house because you don't see those anymore. Like an old radiator in the corner that would heat the apartment. Mm -hmm. Someone knows what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I I also I didn't like when you get when you get Matt Murdock into that spot, because a good chunk of the story is him being broke. You know, everyone hates him. He feels left alone. Like, I don't like it. It is. I also don't like superheroes being that broken or that that low. And that's what a good chunk of this book is. Well, it's very depressing. <laughs> I don't like that. It's the thing. That's usually how Frank Miller writes his characters. Actually, mm-hmm. Stefan, you really need to read more of Animal Man because there's a there's a whole like issue that's literally just a Frank Miller like ripoff. It's completely intentional and it's great. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've been reading a lot of Animal Animal. It's like Man one of the last issues, and it's just a whole Frank Miller like parody, and it's great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like it gets incredibly like dark all of a sudden. Oh, just really good. <laughs> I actually vaguely know who Animal Man is. Mm-hmm. Very vaguely. DC character for any of those curious. Mm-hmm. He That's was uh he had a he, I'm reading uh Grant Morrison's run on it. It's pretty good. His run is great, but uh the thing is he's like one of the worst superheroes ever, but that's kind of why he wanted to just like write for him and just kind of like fuck around with it. <laughs> so his powers like isn't it something like he can turn to an animal but he needs to be like focusing on that one animal or something shit like Yeah, basically. It's that's basically just a it's basically just like a really bad version of Beast Boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. And there's, I, I do like one thing I, well, there's one scene I like. There's a scene where he's like, I'm going to go kill the kingpin. And then he just lays in bed. And he's like, I dozed off. I'll go later. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it made me laugh. I'm like, okay. Cause I understand like when you're suffering depression, you're going through like, I'm going to go do this. And you're like, oh, I, I'm still in bed. Hmm, that's weird. I'm just going to stay in bed then. I can understand that because I've been there. Not trying yeah. to go kill anyone, but <laughs> I do understand not wanting to get out of bed. One thing I like is there's uh, several pages of Matt Murdock just in the fetal position. Like, it just seems like he's so vulnerable. Yeah, oh yeah, all the splash pages in these issues are him in the fetal position. Like, yeah, every I single one like of them. Either. <laughs> well, it's very, it's supposed to have... I feel like, like very... I'm going to disagree with you on most of this. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I warned you guys ahead of time what my feelings were about this book, so I knew what you were getting yeah, into. Disagree, it works. That makes for an interesting conversation. I guess... How, maybe, you know, part of it's, again, I didn't care for the character. That was a that was a big part of it. Yeah. That Daredevil's is not... Not one of my characters, but like even like there's a scene where he's fighting on the subway, which I did like that scene where it shows you just he has all this anger and pent up energy. Like he's not going to do anything to these people who are robbing this old woman until they pull the gun on him. And then he just kicks their ass, like almost kills them. And I thought that was cool because it did really show him breaking down and all the anger. He didn't care. These people are just a bunch of, you know, just low life criminals they are not mobsters or not. And he almost murders them. Right. There's like a part later in the comic where he just straight up murders a guy like the guy flying the helicopter. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's law with nuke and stuff. Yeah, we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. We'll get to the good issue. Yeah, at we'll the end of this. <laughs> <It's literally laughs> my least favorite part. <laughs> but basically a good way to like show how Matt's losing his mind is that he keeps calling his ex-girlfriend because he's in trouble. He like needs help and he's trying to reach out. But Every time she's with Foggy and every time Foggy wants to get on the phone, Matt hangs up. And then there, it comes to the scene where like Matt's talking on the phone finally to Foggy and he's like, all right, well, you know, I'll talk to you later. And he lets the phone drop. And the whole time he was just talking to nobody. <laughs> We're just talking to himself. I mean, that's also I mean, that is a good a good version of looking at what depression can do to you and how your brain is playing tricks on you. And you're like, I'm going to do this. And you, you know, you, and you're not actually doing anything. It's just you're, but you're so wound up in your own sorrow. You don't even realize it. So I can understand that part. Right. And that's how I read it. At least I don't know if that's what Frank Miller was going for, but that's how I looked at it. Yeah. I, I see. That's the thing though, about this, like it's depressing 
and I know you don't like to see superheroes beaten down, Mike, but like to me, that's always the best stories is when the superheroes are at their most vulnerable and their weakest. And then they somehow. I think it like I like the character growth just of him like struggling to get back to like what he was before. You know, I did like it in Death of the Family, so maybe I just don't like Daredevil. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe that's just what it was. Why do you hate Daredevil so much? He's awesome. Because <laughs> you just lied to me just now. That's why I don't like him. I don't know. I just never care for the character. Uh, but like one thing they do to show him really like losing it, they have him attack a cop, which I thought was a good, made sense. Mm-hmm. Kind of echo that he's completely gone. And I do like how they don't ever really say what Karen Page is doing exactly in Mexico. They they kind of allude that she's a adult film star. I mean, they don't allude to the heroin. They they show that pretty pretty easily. Like, yep, she's doing heroin. Yeah. <laughs> and she's also the one who has the uh like moment where she realizes like, yeah, you know, I I did this to Matt and now I got to like find him and like warn him. So she basically makes a deal with like a drug lord and she starts sleeping with him. To keep yeah. getting heroin and to get a ride to New York. That's really sad. That whole scene is just really depressing, too. And I mean, they they don't completely explicitly say it. It's you can I mean, you can tell what's happening. Mm-hmm. What she's doing and it, it and it just shows how broken down this character is, which I didn't really like either. I didn't like seeing this woman at that point. That's the but. thing. Frank Miller is like kind of known as just being sexist. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's accurate. Uh, and then when Matt Murdock does figure out that it is the Kingpin setting him up, there is a scene where he goes to the Kingpin's office and he walks into the room with a crowbar or a pipe. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and that part was kind of cool as you watch him just like hit him right in the gut and he just and nothing happens. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's not even like breaking in or anything. Like the Kingpin knows he's gonna come. And he's just escorted to his office. And then the kingpin literally turns around and beats the living shit out of him. <laughs> I mean, I can I can sort of understand this part because I played Spider-Man game and I saw Spider-Man go toe to toe with Kingpin. And he was tough. So I'm like, OK, I can I can kind of go with this. Mm-hmm. So it didn't like it made sense to me when Kingpin just beat the crap out of Matt Murdock. And because mm, Daredevil, one of his specialties is that his six, you know, his sense extra senses but when he's all confused and angry he's not thinking he's not being strategic yeah because matt has a little he has a little bit of a anger to him yeah a little too much anger (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh but after kingpin beats the hell out of him he wants to kind of cover up this uh the fact that he's gonna kill him so he drenches drenches him in whiskey puts him in a stolen cab and tries to push it over into the east river and he's waiting for the news the next day to see like Matt's body being discovered. And he's like just reading the newspaper, waiting for it. And then he realizes that he got there's away. There's no body. There's no he body. He just keeps on saying there's no body. There's, there's no, no body. body. I mean, that goes on for a couple issues, too. It really does. At least two issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Just I think kept thinking of some song when you kept saying there's no body. I don't know. Maybe it's just in my head. <laughs> But that's what popped my head just now. There's got to be a song like that, right, that I'm thinking of? Yeah, it's like a 90s song, R&B or something. I was born in the the late 80s, sir, so. (laughs) Well, we were born the same year, so yes. That's the joke. (laughs) (laughs) And then, I mean, then they also go through a whole scene where they retell Daredevil's origin. For those that don't know, 
He saves an old man who looks like Colonel Sanders, apparently. Actually, he says there is no corpse. There is oh, no corpse. I thought it said no body. goes on. Yeah, I thought no it said body. No body. <laughs> <laughs> I like, there's no body. That's what it's going to be from now on. There, he said there's no body. You turned to singing the 90s song. didn't come out yet. <laughs> we need to call Marvel, let them know we're changing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that will go over just fine. Who the hell are you guys? Well, we, we have a podcast. You heard of us? <laughs> Click. Hello? Hello? We need yeah. to change these Frank Miller lines to match a 90s R&B song. <laughs> you know, if you explain this to Frank Miller, you'd probably be okay with it. He probably would. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you could probably just convince him that this was the way that was written. <laughs> it needs to go this way, Frank. Trust us. <laughs> I can't figure out what song I'm thinking of either. But I'm... all I typed in was, there's nobody. 90 song and nothing came up. There's nothing that I can tell. <laughs> I'm going to research this right now. <laughs> okay, I'm going to talk about his origin then. Like, I actually did know his origin. I thought it was kind of cool that they put it in this story just so that if you're unsure of his origin, you know. I mean, a lot of people probably have, you know, first time they ever saw Daredevil was the movie that I don't think a lot of people saw, but the Netflix show that had a very big effect, I feel like, on this character. But the whole idea is that he rescues an old man and a truck, which I think there was some joke saying it was carrying the ooze that transformed the Ninja Turtles, uh, hits, him, hits him in the face. And then he loses his sight, but then he gains superhuman hearing and reflexes and all the other stuff or something. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's something that I didn't... I, I'm assuming this is her first appearance, is he ends up going to a, like a hospital... Oh, that's a little bit later. But he goes to a hospital, and there's a nun there who he can tell him people are lying, and he says, are you my mother? And she says no, and he's like, she's lying. Was that her first time that she was ever introduced? Sorry, I was researching that song. What happened? It's okay. <laughs> I found out who it was, by the way. It's Keith Sweat's song, Nobody. It came out in 1996. <laughs> My question was about the nun that too. shows up. It shows up a little later. The nun so after this he is, gets his ass beat. This is her first appearance, and her name's Maggie. Yeah, and she's she basically saves him from dying because he's got a cold and all that all that junk. Okay, I I just thought that part was cool too. But and then there's another part where it shows where when they're because I guess it's Christmas Eve or Christmas around this time or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like that. But there's a part where he gets attacked by a Santa Claus. By a, there's like one of the muggers that works for Kingpin ends up mugging a Santa Claus guy and puts on the Santa Claus suit. And there's a scene of him attacking Matt Murdock and beats <laughs> the crap out of him. I like how he thinks he's a bum and even offers him money. He's like, here, go drink it off. <laughs> and then he's like no and just stabs the shit out of him <laughs> yeah it's just weird and you have karen page still in mexico i don't think she's met the guy that we had mentioned yet but one thing i do want that we hadn't mentioned is ben urock who's a reporter who also works at the daily bugle and they show james james jameson in one scene here and uh, ben urick that's his name i said it wrong didn't i mm-hmm. that's the ongoing theme with this podcast at this point <laughs> me mispronouncing names we don't want to ruin the magic constantly <laughs> i did like it though when he's in the hospital and you have that big nurse that just beats the shit out of um the detective when he's about to tell him what's happening mm-hmm. she just looks like a i mean they just they just drew like this gargantuan woman that just i mean breaks ben's arm or hand or something and just beats the crap out of this cop like <laughs> practically murders him and i'm just like Okay. <laughs> I'm kind of curious if Frank Miller specifically requested she look that way. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be surprised, would you? 
No, I mean, he did have a blonde haired, topless Nazi chick in Bat Dark Knight Returns with swastikas over her nipples. So I completely forgot about that somehow. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that was a thing. That too. That's I know you're talking about though now. <laughs> Frank Miller. <laughs> and then the last, the last page of this issue, which again, or to go what he said earlier, it has Kingpin going. There is no corpse. Not what he should be saying. And you have half naked Kingpin <laughs> exercising again. And all I can think of is there's nobody. I'm gonna listen to the song after we get done recording. By the way, because <laughs> it is in my head now that I know who it is. I looked it up. I'm just waiting. Oh man, I'm probably gonna listen to it too. Uh, God damn it, Mike! God, I, I keep looking at these covers, and I'm like, I saw almost all these covers, and I went dumb, 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 <laughs> dumb, and just kept flipping page books. Wow. I used to when I was younger. I used to I, when I got into collecting comics. I wasn't reading the comics. I would just buy cool covers for cheap because it helped me in my depression. And I put comics all over my walls because my whole idea was that if I wake up middle of the night and I'm I'm feeling like shit and I'm walking to see all these comics, I see Captain America. It was able to, instead of seeing blank walls, it made me feel better. And I, I so I would go through different characters and, and look at books from the 70s and 80s. I like that art more. Oh, yeah. And plus, who doesn't want comics all over their walls anyway? You know? I also had a ton of invader issues on my wall because when I found out that there were invader issues that take place in World War II and all Nazi stuff and all that type of, I just, I was like, oh, because I love World War II. I'm obsessed with World War II. Like, I, my goal someday is to go to some of those places and just get to see where things happen. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it ever happened, but I want to. Didn't you, don't you own most of the invaders, right? I own almost the whole run. That's right. I'm missing like one or two issues, if anything, but yeah. Well, you ever want to get rid of it, you just let me know, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's in a long box, you know, in a storage unit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm, but we should, uh, we should also explain too that um, the nun that saves his life, basically Mother Maggie, she's kind of supposed to represent the Virgin Mary in this whole thing because it it really is like a religious story that frank's trying to tell about like yeah i, I mean there's so, so many things like crosses all over the place like, i'm the baddies like doing like a jesus pose too mm -hmm. like the the born again is the first thing jesus says i think when he rises or something but the the thing is that out of nowhere matt kind of asked mother maggie he's like uh he's like are you my mother and she says ha 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 no you know i'm not your mother and she walks away and he's like, yeah, she uh, told me no, but her heart says different. She's lying. And basically what he finds out is that she is his mom. And the reason why she didn't help raise him with her with Matt's dad is because she had like postpartum depression and she almost tried to kill him at one point when he was a baby. So then she eventually went on to being a nurse or a nurse. Uh, none. Uh, none. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have more I want to say to that, but I really shouldn't put that in this recording. <laughs> but I thought it was I don't even want to know. I'll tell you after. But okay. uh, it reminded me of something I know from people. But I, I do like you have a bunch of scenes of of Karen break breaking down also, and they do more and more with that of her as her traveling to America. I mean, to go along all the scenes of Matt Murdock just broken, mm -hmm. which work well together. And you have crosses all over the place too. I mean, you have that the guy. The guy that the carriage is running around with, threat, you know, beating her up and threatening to kill her and this and that. I mean, normal abusive stuff that fits into this whole story and just made me like, do I have to read another page of this book? Why? Why? There's a lot of that happening. I don't like really depressing things anymore. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't enjoy the story as much. I don't know, but I like Death in the Family, so maybe I'm contradicting myself. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say that one was depressing. This is definitely depressing. Okay. <laughs> and then... I do like the scene when Ben calls the detective and he's like, oh, I'm going to talk. And he's in the hospital. And the, the big nurse that we had, gargantuan nurse that we mentioned earlier, she comes in and she chokes him while he's on the phone. So Ben can just hear the guy just choking to death. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I thank you for listening, Mr. Eric. I mean, it's just a really dark scene. Yeah, because Kingpin's not only obsessed with Matt Murdock, but he also has to kind of cover his ass because he doesn't want any witnesses like testifying that he's doing all this. Well, just like the real mafia, he has mm -hmm. businesses. He has actual, uh, I can't think of the word. Um, ah, Yeah, businesses, we're going to go with that. He owns things, so he doesn't want them to track him and figure out that he's a criminal, not just a smart businessman. Right, because he basically does have some legitimate businesses, but he's also doing obviously corrupt shit on the side. Same thing as the mafia were doing back then in, in the 80s and 80s, 70s. Mm-hmm. I mean, they own religious businesses, but they also were the loan sharks and everything else that made them more money. Right. I could talk on and on about the mafia, but we're not going to do that here. <laughs> <laughs> We'll mention it after the show. After the uh, show. <laughs> I mean, but, they, uh, I didn't. I didn't really care for all like when it starts getting like this. Is the part when it starts getting very religious with with Mother Maggie and crosses everywhere in her praying for him. And I mean, the idea is that you know he's trying to redeem himself. And I mean, it made sense, but I just yeah, didn't care for it. Just... Daredevil is like a strict Catholic too, so that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that makes sense. Yeah, he's like a strict Catholic. I yep. forgot about that. Yeah, he goes to church and prays all the time. <laughs> yeah, I never read any of the books, so mm-hmm. this this is coming from the guy who just was dropped into this random book. So my <laughs> opinion is a little different. And speaking of covers, I don't like the Daredevil two thirty one, where you have a guy and you have Daredevil punching Matt Murdock. We'll explain that in a second. I remember seeing this cover and went, "What the hell is this?" Is and I, as I kept flipping. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's got like that nice like like dual meaning like where he's beating up himself to like kind of get you know rise up again and be daredevil and then the other (laughs) and then the other meaning that actually happens in the story where um basically kingpin is trying to draw matt out and the only way the first thing he thinks of is well why don't i get this violent mental patient and just put him in a daredevil costume and let him go free (laughs) Yeah, they <laughs> just felt like an absolute psychopath just in Daredevil suit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it works. Yeah. It, it does. There's another real dark scene when Gargantuan nurse finds out that she's being transferred and she goes to Ben's apartment and takes his wife and tries to hang her on a light post. Yeah. Or no, a shower. Mm-hmm. It's just so dark. And then they, they finally subdue her and everything. And you find out that his wife survived. It is a really dark. A dark, dark, dark scene. Yeah, because she originally, I think Kingpin was Kingpin was trying to send her away so she wouldn't like be implicated in all the murders or whatever. Yeah, and they she, he didn't they didn't want him to he didn't want them to tie it back to him. Mm-hmm. And then she just like doesn't care and tries to kill Eric and yeah, his wife. Yeah. And okay, I can't be the only one. There's a scene when Karen Page is over at Foggy's house and she looks out and she sees the drug dealer she's been running and he looks like freaking Dick Tracy. In this crying, he's wearing a white over white, you know, trench coat looking thing. You're not white, yellow trench coat, yellow hat. All I need is Dick Tracy. Uh, like the Mexican version of Dick Tracy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm Spanish. sure someone, I'm sure, I'm assuming most people don't even get that joke. 
No. I know you know who Dick Tracy is, right? Of course, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I used to have the NES game, the terrible one. <laughs> that game actually is really cool. I played it when I was a kid. I never got far, but it looks so cool because it switches in different, different like top down and side scrolling and everything. I think if you get hit three times, you it's literally game over. I don't know if it's, it's a cool game. A good game. Yeah, no, I would have <laughs> been. I would have been too young. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Uh, it came out be- four years before I was born. <laughs> well, we can always fix that on the show. <laughs> always give you a reason to play it. Oh no! <laughs> Even I wouldn't want to put myself through that. <laughs> That's just bad. I did like the fact that when Mur- Matt Murdock does run across the fake Daredevil, he takes him out in like in one page. Just oh, done. yeah. Or a couple pages. Never mind. A couple pages, but it doesn't take long. Which yeah, is also it, cool because he doesn't add a suit and he gets a suit back. Yeah. Yeah, he just spills the suit off of him. He just strips <laughs> him naked in the winter. Like, what? Yeah. Isn't that also murder? Because it's supposed to take place in New York around Christmas. And I don't live in New York, but I live in Minnesota. And it's fucking cold up here, usually around Christmas time. So if you strip somebody naked in the middle of December, he's not going to be okay. <laughs> I don't think he like really cares at this point. Like, <laughs> no, I don't think so either. But I don't. That's that's what went through my brain. But it's then, it is kind of weird though how they all like culminate. Like they all end up meeting at the same place because what happened is Karen is with Foggy, and that's where the mental violent mental patient goes. Plus the drug dealers there. Plus Matt's Tracy. there. Yeah, plus these hitmen that the the kingpin sent are there, and they all meet at the same time. It's a it's a strange, and this is when Karen and Daryl finally, Karen and Matt Murdock finally see each other again, which I did like that. Like I really like issue two thirty two and two thirty three when the story kind of wraps up. I actually own you these two issues. Did you? <laughs> well, I think that's two thirty one is when that happens. No, oh, yeah, two thirty one, two thirty two is the next issue. Mm-hmm. 232 is when the story got good when I actually went oh because I actually had bought 232 and 233 one because the covers were cool and it was the first appearance of Nuke now I had no fucking clue who Nuke was because Daredevil's or god what the hell Jessica Jones season one hadn't actually, came out yet this is his first appearance yes I oh. owned it it used to be on my wall I used to have this on my wall in my little Daredevil section yeah the 232 issue I think that's the best cover in the entire run yeah well also there's a really cool well, cover those both are so cool, but I, I really like this. I, I like, like, I didn't know who the hell Nuke was. I just went. No, this hey, is his first uh, appearance in uh, two thirty-two. Okay, I yes, like first, first appearance there. Well, it, when you say little Daredevil section on your wall, Mike, how many Daredevil comics did you have? Uh, I had the ones of the first appearance of when he fights Punisher. Just the two. I had the first appearance oh. of Elektra. I had the first appearance of who becomes Lady Deathstrike later. I forgot her name. I had to actually, I think I had that signed by Larry Hama too. Oh, um, wow. I can't remember the name. It's been a long time. But I had a, I had a nice little section of some of, of some of his key issues I got for cheap. That's not bad. And Larry Hama, for those that don't know, it's also the guy that is credited for creating G.I. Joe comic. Huh. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. He was at a convention once, and he was only he signed a couple books, and I'm like, oh, thank you. He's like, oh, he just looked at me, nod. I'm like, okay, <laughs> and that was about it. What do you think? <laughs> I had nothing to say. I'm like, here, sign my books, please. I I have a first appearance of rage. I want you to sign. Thank you. I'm not <laughs> kidding. I had a first appearance of rage. <laughs> Someone knows who that character is. <laughs> Speaking of of Daredevil, and when he first introduced Nuke, which some people know from the Jessica Jones show, I like it. You have him has a freaking. American flag tattooed on his face, and they're in Nicaragua, I guess, or Nicaragua. Nicaragua. 
<laughs> we'll go with that. I can't talk. <laughs> and I like his first line is "Give me a red," and he just and they just drop him off. And he just starts murdering everybody. They're right. like hallucinogens, and I think like he takes them to like make him think that he's like fighting the Viet Cong or something. At least that's from what I've read. It, that's actually kind of what it looks like. I hadn't thought of that. That's exactly yeah, what that's it looks exactly like. what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because this would have taken place only what ten years after Vietnam had ended. Mm-hmm. It was nineteen eighty-six. When did Vietnam end? I don't know. I'll look it up. <laughs> I should know this. But, but I can't remember. But basically, 1975. But basically, this, like everything up until we talked about Nuke, was just the original run of Born Again. And it kind of actually ended right there until these two issues, which kind of tie up the loose ends. And the loose end that they're doing right now is that Nuke is there because of the Kingpin. And he's like brainwashed to believe that Daredevil is going against America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not even after Daredevil at first. I want to say they just drop him off in a town and say, go to have fun and just start murdering everybody to draw Basically. out Daredevil. Yeah, to draw him out. Yeah. Like you have a scene, which I, I had forgotten about this, so I'm flipping through the book right now, with Karen Page laying out of bed. Matt Murdock's already gone, but the Daredevil costume is just there. Like That's mm. kind of a cool, a cool looking art page. Oh, yeah. And another thing, like Kingpin's influence is so strong. Like You have a scene where Ben goes to go see the gargantuan nurse. And one of the one of the one of the people with him or one two of the yeah, one of the guys with him is a working for Kingpin. He goes and he kills the cop. He kills the secret the FBI agent or something that's with Ben, tries to kill Ben, kills the gargantuan nurse, but it just shows you how deep Kingpin's influence goes in, in this. Yeah, he's in exceptionally corrupt. <laughs> but yeah. Like I do like the imagery for the scene when Newt is introduced to Kingpin. You have a bunch of flags in the background. Like it's supposed to show that He's all patriotic, their swords and guns mm-hmm. in the Civil War, but Kingpin's a fucking terrible person. And it just, I mean, I didn't catch all the imagery when I read this last time, but now it, now that I'm looking at it again, that is really cool imagery. Kind yeah, of I agree. Yeah, this is, this is very much like the first time, too, that we're seeing Matt Murdock in the Daredevil suit, because up until this point in the four issues previous to this, he was, it was just all we were seeing was Matt Murdock. Yeah, it's not really a, it's not really a Daredevil story. It's just a Matt Murdock story for the most right. part. That's exactly. the other reason I didn't like it as much. I like my heroes in their costume. But <laughs> I, <don't. laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's definitely one of those like where it's trying to develop more of the character than the actual hero. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I know. I just didn't like it. <laughs> but I mean. The, the host, like, you have him working at a soup kitchen or a diner, working at a diner, Matt Murdock is, and, like, when they have Nuke drop down and they're just telling him, you know, go go kill everybody. Or, I mean, they give him some bullshit, and he's just like, okay, take some pills, jumps off, and just starts blowing up New York. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Like, I, I thought that was cool when he started. And then he actually, I mean, he fights Nuke. Like, he jumped up in the helicopter, we had mentioned earlier, and takes out and crashes the helicopter with Nuke on it. Right, because he figures the only way to stop them is to actually just kill them. But somehow Nuke survives the crash. And then, as you know, like Stu's pointed out many times on the show, is that New York isn't that big a place. Like it's <laughs> you can drive from one end to the other pretty fast. Like it's every and there's, there's so no many, traffic. Yeah, there's no traffic. Actually, there's a shit ton of superheroes on the island. So, of course, the Avengers show up. Because it's like, oh shit! There's this huge but like. Hey, I'm looking at it. Um, 
Nuke isn't on the helicopter when that happens. Uh, Daredevil actually steals Nuke's gun to shoot down the helicopter. Okay, he's a murderer. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, but speaking of, me. of taking New York to drive across a long time, if you ask the guy in Paris City, it took him forever to speed down going 80 miles an hour to get wherever you were going. So yeah, um, someone got that joke. <laughs> just you. So, okay. I really like this last issue. Like, this last cover, and you have Captain America on the cover and Nuke and Daredevil. I bought this cover right away, not even knowing it was, it was... a second appearance, just because it had it had my guy, it had Captain America on it. I love mm-hmm. the 232 cover, but I think the 233 is my least favorite cover. <laughs> just, it's so okay. basic compared to the rest of them. <laughs> Captain America. Just, I don't know if you know this, but Captain America is one of my favorite characters. So true. It just it. I just find it like the least interesting out of the entire run. Ah, uh, just nothing I, really stands out for me there. I don't know. I would agree that I don't personally like any of the covers. Like they're not like they don't stand out, but they're not I have, bad. I they're have just one not thing to great. say. Yeah. Captain America throws his mighty shield. Oh. All those in his way. I can't remember the rest of the line. Okay, that's all I have. I only know the first part. <laughs> I couldn't remember the second verse after I started singing. <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. But I, I do like when you have Daredevil and Nuke fighting. I mean, all of it is just pretty damn cool. Yeah, I remember. actually loved that part until, like, Captain America... Iron Man and Thor shows up. It just feels too like Deus Ex uh, Machina for me. Like it just feels like they popped out of nowhere. Yeah, and, like, you did it. It's just such like free. yeah, it's just such like a personal like Daredevil story until that point, and it just felt like I just felt like he should have just like tied things up by himself. I mean, yes and no. I, I kind of like how they act when they get there. They're very stern and it's serious cool, with them. It's a cool scene, but yeah. like it felt a little unnecessary just because of how personal the story is until that happens. Yeah. Like, and the it, scene, like there's so much like growth in him, like becoming Daredevil again. Like I, also one part I love is um, a few issues earlier when he's like training in the gym where his dad tra- trained. Oh, yeah. When he before he gets stabbed, I think. Yeah, it's, after. it's a little earlier. Yeah. I skipped it. <laughs> Did you guys enjoy the part when um, the Avengers show up and Captain America says, OK, go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You will be the one escaping. <laughs> I love that game still. <laughs> I still have it. But- <laughs> but I, I did like the part where like you have an iron man first shows up and he just puts out his repulsor ray and he's like back away you have five seconds yeah and that is a cool says, scene like i says, do like that scene a lot but like again i just felt like it was kind of unnecessary for them to it, be there it should have just been captain america it shouldn't have been captain america iron man and thor yes thor, it would act- does it actually would be pretty cool if it was just Captain America there because Nuke just feels like anti-Captain America. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, it just feels like a completely warped version of him. Well, that's what he is. Basically. I, <laughs> I don't even think Thor has any lines, does he? He no, just, like, kind of chills no, he on just, the roof? He just causes the rain so that, like, the fires go out. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he has a purpose. <laughs> yeah, he just he has a purpose there, but he literally says nothing. <laughs> I need just to like realize rain. that. Here's a line <laughs> that so it has in the one panel with, with Thor. It says, suddenly it's raining so hard it hurts everybody who can fall silent. And that's the only thing that has anything to do with Thor <laughs> other than it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> then he never shows up for the rest of the... Yeah. <laughs> 
I would say, you know what? Take Thor out and keep Captain America and Iron Man there. Iron Man for his one liner and Captain America for what happens after this. But who I would, would put say, out the fire? Uh, you know, no like firemen. Firemen? Firemen? <laughs> no only Thor. Thor? Only Thor, no firemen here. Just get the Hulk to like do a clap. <laughs> I did. And if, you know, if you didn't have enough naked Kingpin, you get another scene of a bunch of naked men sitting in a, in a sweat room or a, what the hell are they called? It's a steam room. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's the fact that you have the, the old, the men that are with him who are all part of the moth, part of his group who are like, yeah, you really need to stop chasing after Matt Murdock. Everything's going fine. Just leave the damn guy alone. And he ends up just choking the guy out. Yeah, apparently him and all his mob bosses like to go to the steam room together. <laughs> like, it's such a weird place to meet up, but I guess it's what they do. <laughs> well, I mean, you all are working out or whatever, and you're with your boss. I mean, I can kind of, like... It's I a little, it. it's a little it's weird, strange. but I, I'm fine with it, yeah. I mean, maybe this was more of a relevant thing in the 80s than we know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't. I, I do like the scene when Captain America shows up and he finds Matt Murdock... And he knows Matt Murdock is Daredevil. And I did like that because he's been tracking him. Yeah. I, I thought that was cool. And then when Captain America ends up taking the paperwork, goes to the general, and he's like, who is this man? Honestly, and like, they're trying to be like, yeah, you don't understand, Captain. Things are, I can't tell you. Like, I really like that scene. There's some oh, joke yeah. where, like, Daredevil is, like, the worst superhero at keeping a secret identity. Like, there's some panel where it's just Daredevil at, like, a Halloween party or something, and he just has, like, horns on and a shirt that says, I'm not Daredevil. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen that. He's just not. He's uh, a great superhero. Yeah, that, that right. scene and, you're, you're talking about, though, Mike, I think with the... Like, or it's him at a Christmas party. It's it's actually art done by... I forget who does it, actually. Not but the same um, artist? And no, no, no. I know it's from, like, isn't from Mark Wade's run? Yeah, it's from Wade's yeah. run. No, but the scene you're talking about, Mike, where Captain America starts, he wants to do a background check on Nuke and find out <laughs> where he came from, basically. And the yeah. Colonel dude is like, you know, it's such not a big problem, Captain, that if I was even allowed to tell you, you wouldn't worry about it. And he that just doesn't sit well with Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I love Captain America. Like, he goes in there, he busts down, and he finds out, like, hey, you guys know who this guy is. And he ends up going in there and finding Nuke was part of the Super Soldier program after he was, many yep. years later. Project Rebirth, I think it's called. It is. Mm -hmm. And then they go and capture Nuke. Like, it was all kind of, and Daredevil's trying to get Nuke to tell him, or to admit that Kingpin was the one that did it. Mm -hmm. When he's bleeding to death. <laughs> Yeah, I think, doesn't Nuke die, too? Don't think so. Hard to tell. The The last scene you see is him laying on a desk, bleeding, but that's all you see. Mm, I, I am, I'm going to assume he does, because he never testifies against the Kingpin as evidence. So Because we, I, do, we do find out later that Kingpin does not get out of this unscathed. Because like, he, he ends up going, does he go to prison later? I don't know. I didn't read the issues after this, actually. I didn't either. I mean, the next issue after it yeah, is Daredevil fighting <laughs> Madcap. Mm. And there's nothing that I need to say about Madcap because he's an idiot villain. <laughs> that. That poor guy. Hey, like, one thing I realized when I was reading this comic, like, when we first picked it, I'm like, okay, and I went to go read. I'm like, ah, damn it, it's from the 80s. And <laughs> well, I like I newer comics. It's pretty hard to read, but well, I do like that, this one. 
older comics have a lot more words than newer comics. Uh, there's so, a ton mm-hmm. of them X-Men comics, but they actually hold up so well. Mm-hmm. But when you have no time, it, it's hard yeah. to read. Uh, yeah, I get that. Uh, oh, my, like, I read almost the entire Darth Vader run that we did er- earlier in the show in like a day. It took me three days to read this Born Again, partly because I didn't like it. I actually like read this all in a day, but it took me hours. Mm-hmm. A lot of reading. Yeah. Yeah. That's back when you used to actually pay for a comic and get your money's worth. <laughs> you get a lot of text. Well, now if you buy the comic, when the old comics, you'll, you'll, you won't get your money's worth because you'll be paying hundreds of dollars for some of these books. Some of them. I should know. Yeah. I spent a pretty penny on a few of them. <laughs> Like I still, I walk by every day and I look up my Tales of Spence first appearance of Hawkeye and I'm like, ah, uh, I own that. I will never <laughs> take it out of the board, the pla- the board, the vegan board because it might fall apart on me, but I own it. Nice. <laughs> it's a bad shape. It's a really uh, bad shape. Pretty old. <laughs> yep. Yeah. When did that come out again? That's a good question. <laughs> I figured you'd know I, off the I top don't remember. of your head. Right? <laughs> it should be. Mm-hmm. It's, but I, I can't remember what is what year that was. Yeah, I'll look it up while we go to. I think we should go to Shelfer Box. Well, let's just explain what? the ending. Oh, sure. <laughs> Basically, the kingpin is uh, behind everything. They find it out. Nuke uh, nukes assault uh, assault on Hell's Kitchen and everything he's done, and he gets hit with a wave of lawsuits. Which uh, he can't. He fights off like all the charges, but now he's not seen as a respectable businessman anymore. So now he's kind of known more as the actual kingpin, which actually happens in the Daredevil show as well. Yeah, it happened in real life. The oh, the hitman was the one that testified against it. Um, I believe he was. I think he was the one that killed Newt. Yeah, he, the ones that were supposed to kill him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's the one that testified against it. I believe Captain America finds that out. And, you know, and then... Then there's just charges everywhere, and Kingpin is just screwed. And he's not happy about it. And I think he, like, says he's going to get back at Matt. The last scene we actually see in the comic book is just Matt chilling with Karen, just having a jolly old time. (laughs) Which I did like how this last thing you see in Mm -hmm. this of Daredevil. Yeah, he deserved it after all that. (laughs) Yeah, it was a really damn also like the, I like the last line. I live in Hell's Kitchen and do my best to keep it clean. That's all you need to know. Yeah, that's great. It it, it works out for the character. Oh, I was but, okay with it. Yeah, it's weird that we didn't get more of um, Mother Maggie in this either. It's kind of weird. I assume she shows Maggie? up later, but... And there's there's also supposed to be a, like a kind of sequel to this called Last Rites, uh, I want to say... Hmm. Yeah, you're right. There is a sequel. It's written by other people, but you are right. Mm-hmm. I have no no will to read it though. Uh I don't I don't know if I do. I like Daredevil, but I don't know. What we'll the season someday. Depends who the writer is for me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It really oh, does. It was nineteen sixty four first appearance of Hawkeye, by the way. Oh, okay. So originally a bad guy. Yeah. I don't have a second appearance, unfortunately, yet, but I was first. Oh, no, no, that looks incredibly 90s. I'm not reading that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any last things you want to say before we move on to Shelfer Box? No. Yeah, I think we're good. And how about you, Andrew? Do you want to go first? Um, definitely Shelf for me. It's honestly one of my favorite Frank Miller runs. Okay. Yeah. How about you, how about you Stefan? Um, I would say that I'm going to put the first four issues on the shelf and the last two in the box. I think that the loose ends tie up 
like doesn't really I don't count it as born born again. Born again ended on the two issues previous when him and Karen are hugging in the alleyway. And, you know, generally with Frank Miller, (laughs) I mean, back in the 80s, back when he was doing Batman, he was doing Daredevil, all the things he was doing. He was on fucking fire. And even in this comic book, like he's killing it. And I love I love this story. But um, those last two issues, especially Thor, felt very unnecessary. (laughs) Still think we need to read Electro Assassin just because it like pinpoints the moment where he just loses his goddamn mind. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely the second story to this. Like I wouldn't like it's like Born Again, too, but I wouldn't consider it part of the original story. But yeah, it's that's. I wouldn't That's... consider it tied to it at all. It's just insane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll yeah, but this that's the four first issues are going on the shelf and the other two in the box. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Okay. I think it's obvious where this is going. <laughs> uh, going I... in the box. Because oh. I don't... If it, I mean, those the last two issues you nuke, those would go on a shelf. Those would go on my <laughs> wall. Because one, they're cool covers. <sighs> first appearance in nuke, but and we're looking at this as a whole going in the box because I never I want to read this I disagree again. more. <laughs> I know. I don't, I warned you guys. I was like, eh, one, I don't like really depressing stories sometimes. I mean, not anymore after yeah. things have happened to me. But I just, and one, I don't, and two, I don't care for Daredevil. So, so that's so weird. You know what? It's just because you haven't read enough Daredevil. That's all it is. I promise. Uh, I don't know. There's some <laughs> really good stories that are just undeniably good. You can't, like... I don't know anyone who would dislike him, but we'll see. We'll you see do now. I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going in the box. I, I, I do want to read more Daredevil books, and maybe that will start to, you know, change me on his opinion. And on, on, I do want to read the stuff with Elektra when Frank Miller first joins, and you have all the ninja shit. That I might mo- enjoy more. Oh, yeah. But this just... It's too depressing for his, me, and I didn't... The rest okay. of his stuff is actually a lot less depressing, and it would actually pre- probably be more of your style. Mm-hmm. I actually own a ton of that Electra stuff, because I love those covers. He actually never finished the original Electra run. I never read it. I just own I it. I read a good chunk of Frank Miller's run, but I never finished the Electra run, honestly. They're it's so, really good. I have all of them. books in that run, too. I own all of them, except for Electra's first appearance. I got that really cheap by in a very weird bartering session. I'm just sell right now, real quick. You brought it up. I was at a convention and I go up to the guy and he has a price. Let's say here forty bucks. I'm like, "Would you do 30? He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Would you do twenty five? Yeah. Would you do twenty? Yeah." And I'm like, "Okay, I should stop here. Okay, twenty. Here you go." And I walk away with the book and I'm like, "Huh, that was weird." That was weird. <laughs> he just kept going lower, so I'm like, "Okay." I mean, you're gonna keep letting me go lower. I'm just gonna keep going lower. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I got it for it's year 20 or 25. I got the book for and he might have had it priced at 50, but I, I know it wasn't more than 25 and I got and it wasn't decent condition. It wasn't like perfect, but it was decent. I but, feel uh, so bad for this guy. You took advantage of Mike. I, I did too, Ashley, <laughs> afterwards. I'm like, I never did that again. I felt bad because I think he just wanted to sell it too. but I've gotten screwed over at conventions by other people. So I don't like I bought a first print of Black Cat. And the guy had another book on top of it. And I forget what I paid, but it had a big rip on the side and he had it covered up. And after he handed me, oh. I gave him the money. He handed me the book. I was like, and I looked and I was like, I was pissed. And he just looked at me and said, oh, well, or something like that. I'm like, you fucker. That and is he's like, what you expect at that price? Bullshit. That's what he yeah. said. What would you expect at that price? And I'm like, I expect to see the rip. Mm-hmm. 
I actually got the I had the my first experience with Black Cat. I actually got signed by the artist, and I, I didn't do it. I, I worked that day, but t- my wife went to a, a convention for me. She got the book signed, and the guy I don't remember his name. All I remember is when he signed the book, he's like, you know, this book gives me worth hundreds of dollars after I sign it, and he charges like ten dollars. And if you've seen this copy, there's no way it's worth hundreds of dollars, no matter what. But he signed it. <laughs> uh... I that. I, I unfortunately wasn't there, but I never sent her again because she was just like, he was weird. I'm like, it sounded weird. He's yeah, that's. Creep. That's a weird thing to say. I don't think I would ever say that if I was signing a comic book. He was just weird. He was just weird altogether about it. Like he's like, oh, I charge different because she asked how much how much you charge. He's like, I charge a penny on the book. If it's a key issue, he'll charge you. He'll charge more money or something. Oh wow. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it was a weird situation. <laughs> All right, and before we wrap up this podcast, first I want to give a quick shout out to Bulby, aka Mike Stoney, with his songs that are intro and outro from the Cool Kid Squad, his EP "Bite the Bullet." I said that wrong, I think. I don't know. I don't care. I'm tired. I, I think he. I think he said it right. Okay, yeah. you can follow him on YouTube. I'll have his. I'll have his link in the show notes. And before we go out, I do want to sing you guys a little song. I have the lyrics now. Oh my <laughs> God! God. <laughs> All those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. If he's oh, led to I a fight, and is due, then the red and the white and the blue come through when Captain America throws his mighty shield. Shield. <laughs> I, thought you were gonna I just love my... ending episodes like that. Now I thought you were going to sing that. I got. I am not. I, I have it pulled up, <laughs> and I started reading it. And the first lines, I want to tease you. I want. I'm like, no, but I'm good. I ain't reading that yeah, out loud on no. here. <laughs> We're uh, all going to listen to Keith Sweat after this, right? <laughs> I am oh, you bet. You. Like, I mean, I'll, read the th- I'll read the first three lines. This is, I want to tease you, I want to please you, I want to show you, baby. And I was like, okay, I am not, not going to say Who can love you like me? Nobody. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Nobody. <laughs> I don't even know why that song came in my head. It just did. That's that's incredibly odd, I will say. Yeah, I don't even like R&B, so it's even extra odd. Yeah. <laughs> I don't listen to that kind of music, so I don't know where it came from. All right, I think it's time to end this recording. Yeah, we will uh, be back with okay. more comics ex- at some point. Aquaman's coming. Yeah. Stefan promised me an Aquaman comic. Yep, we got one coming. I like Aquaman. I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, you don't like Daredevil, but you like Aquaman. (laughs) Awesome! He talks to fish. Oh yeah. Figure out. Just wait till we read. We read it. Just wait. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you. We'll see you next time for another comic episode. Bye. 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 Bye.